coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the last Indie World Showcase of the year. Probably. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going really great. Oh, man. Um, Tell me about it. Excited to have the holidays almost here. Hard to complain. Um, We're both wearing hoodies. Yeah, so that's uh, hard to complain about that. Um, Do you... so uh, you know, obviously, like uh, th- this year's uh, holidays are are different in that, like, no one's uh, traveling or should be traveling, I guess. Um, but uh, Sarah and I went through and mapped out our last nine Christmases, um, like all the Christmases since we moved to LA, to be like, where were we this year? Where were we this year? And this is Mark. This will be the first year in nine years that I have not flown back to Southern California on Christmas Day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Because that's what we are, always do. It's it's a little bit cheaper. We always just like go, uh, you know, a couple days before and then uh, fly back on Christmas Day itself. Yeah, you guys were like clockwork. I guess I never, I never thought about that. How many Christmases have we known each other at this point? Probably eight. I think that's probably right. Seven or eight. Yeah. Seven I mean, or eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many Christmas episodes of this show have we recorded? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, yeah, seven or eight. 20? I don't even know at this point. I mean, last year's Christmas episode has to count for like five or six, right? <laughs> that was fun. I, I have no idea when we would ever do something like that Christmas Carol episode again, but it was super fun and we should find an excuse to do it. Um, no one send in ideas on what we can do that's like that. We'll stumble on it ourselves. Um, but here's something you can send in to us. You can send in your mailing address so you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, maybe there's a goose game in there. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, you can, <laughs> all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And give us a mailing address and uh, you know I'll send you either my copy of Sonic Forces or a copy of Untitled Goose Game for you to play for as long as you want. And then you got to send it back. Uh, goose or Hedgehog, either way. Um, and then the last thing. This one, Mark, this is important. It's, right? it, it, yeah, and like the time is so short. Precious mm-hmm. few minutes at this point. That's right. Uh, it is uh, important and urgent, which makes it uh, something that you simply must attend to and simply must attend to right now. Um, we are doing an episode where we are predicting what is going to happen with Nintendo, what Nintendo is going to do in 2021. Uh, so we need your guesses, your predictions, your clairvoyant research, your ability to reach into the stars and see the future. So pull out that Ouija board. Pull out the Ouija board, pull out the magic eight ball, pull out the tarot deck, pull out whatever toy you think knows what's going to happen next uh, and ask it. And then email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Uh, we need those predictions, however, by uh friday i'm gonna say uh friday at up midnight wait friday at midnight means first thing in the morning right friday right. at eleven fifty nine p.m pacific time pacific time <laughs> i mean really you just get it to us before saturday uh <laughs> uh this saturday uh the 19th 
Friday the 18th. Get those predictions to us by then so we can incorporate them into our predictions episode. Um, no one could have predicted 2020. Um, and uh, none of us will successfully predict 2021. But let's try feebly to do it. Um, all right, Mark, that's enough screwing around. It is time. Well, for, oh, I guess no, we you should screw just around a little more. Well, we should just briefly mention that the reason mm-hmm. why we're asking you to get these in by the 18th because programming note uh for next week and the following week we're just going to be doing one episode a week taking a little bit of a break it's a slower news time so we're not going to be doing two episodes every week but we will be back to two episodes uh starting in the new year right and so the the week of christmas uh that tuesday we are discussing uh, the 1995 classic film Mortal Kombat with Colin J. Morris, uh, who has been on previous episodes of the show that we have since taken down. So anyway, uh, but th- it's it's uh, it's a fun conversation about Mortal Kombat. And then the next week uh, on Tuesday, this is the week of New Year's. Uh, we are going to be making our own predictions uh, for 2021. Um, so check those out. Rewatch Mortal Kombat, no matter what Mark says, um, and uh, in- enjoy. <laughs> enjoy these episodes all right mark uh let's get into let's get into our topic the indie world showcase that aired on uh tuesday classic nintendo move here uh to announce on a monday that they're gonna do a presentation on tuesday giving us about 24 hours notice um Mark, I don't know about you, but I saw this and I was like, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> but purely for content creation reasons. Um, purely for end- selfish reasons. Yes. At the end of the year here, uh, and it seems to happen every year, we start to like run out of ideas. <laughs> um, uh, we come back fresh every January. Uh, we come back strong. Uh, and I believe in us and we're going to do it again next year. But by uh, this point in every calendar year, we, uh, you know, he- heads get foggy. We need the break. Yeah, you still have all that turkey from Thanksgiving, or not turkey, depending on if you had a Thanksgiving or if you're vegetarian like Patrick. <laughs> it was a bad, bad, like, it just wasn't a great, you know, like, uh, contribution on my part, but we got to roll with it. Hey, uh, I mean, yes, we do. And no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, so the, um, yeah, we, we knew this thing was going to be about 15 minutes, uh, just indie games. Um, and, uh, so a, a little bit of, uh, you know, the over overview by the numbers, this was, um, 17 minutes and 14 seconds long, uh, 13 games were featured with another six in the sizzle reel. Four of those games are available, uh, were available immediately, including, or not including, but also uh, super meat boy forever, um, which just comes out next week. Um, just about everything else is tagged for early, uh, 2021 or, you know, the, summer uh, spring or yeah um exactly so um you know a a a decent uh uh number of games mark just like overall uh what did you think of this one was it exciting was it a letdown uh how are you feeling i thought i thought it was fine uh not my favorite indie world showcase um but it had it had a number of games that i'm like interested in and like pegged as something that i uh, want to know more about if nothing else yeah, and you know that's there is always like I appreciate the indie world showcases for sort of surfacing things that um, Nintendo is putting like some amount of money behind either to like secure ex- exclusivity or some sort of deal, um, which means like that they must believe in it in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know there there are a handful of games in here that I'm like I don't know why they 
I don't know why this is the, the horse they chose to back, but like, I guess it's in here. But I mean, you know, I'd say a, a full half of these games uh, interest me in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good batting average, really. Um, Mark, what do you think? I, I had this like sad little moment um, at the beginning of this thing when it was just the two voices, um, Kristen and Paul, uh, that are, you know narrate this thing. Uh, and I was like, oh, I miss having the like the human beings on screen, like walk out, do their dumb little jokes. For whatever reason, the dumb jokes bother me less when there's a human and not just like a voice. Yeah, especially uh, yeah. I don't know. I I I agree with you. I I don't want to like pick on uh Kristen or Paul too much because it's not like they're professional like voiceover or like announcers or anything. Aren't but they? I... What do you mean? <laughs> I assume <laughs> Who they are have. They? I... I assume, I know, that's the weird thing. I assume yeah. just because of, like, the other, yeah, actually, maybe, I mean, I am basing this on no information because they don't, like, introduce themselves with titles or anything, but yeah. uh, I am I guess my assumption was that since previous Indie World showcases had been, um, uh, like, presented by people who were associated with, like, Nintendo's Damon Baker, outreach, for yeah. Yeah. That like uh, Kristen and Paul were as well, but you're right there. I have no proof of that, but I am giving them a little bit of grace because clearly they were recording this separately and then it was like yes. edited together. So like when the banter is a little awkward or strained, like there was really no getting around it. Oh, I mean, I, I blame the copy entirely. Like the, the, <laughs> the what they were given to read was rough and weirdly argumentative. Like they yeah. pit the two uh, hosts against each other throughout. Um, and I was like, whoa, what? Especially what's when going she's on like, here? When she's like, I'm really excited for Super Meat Boy Forever. And he's like, you know, this is really hard, right? Yeah, not a good look to be like, <laughs> I think we should have the man tell the woman that these levels are probably too hard for her. That's not great. And also when she's making these cat puns and he's like got a groan about the cat puns. It's like, yeah, come on, man, just let it go. <laughs> let him have the cat puns. Uh, so look, Kristen and Paul, we're, we're fine with you guys. But, you know, whoever at Treehouse is writing copy for them, like, it can be a little more buddy-buddy. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You can, It's okay for people to like each other. Look, that's important. It's okay for people to like each other. You know how, like, the first... No, you know what, though? There's a lot of cases where it, that's, not, that's not true. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, as soon as they start to like each other, the movie falls apart. They need to hate <laughs> each other. Okay, so one example, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Good, good point. Good point. Man, I sure I'm glad that uh, uh, Martin Short's not in that movie. Mark, should we start to get through uh, the the actual announcements um, from the uh, from from the presentation? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the the first first things that they uh, showed off were that um, Spelunky Two and Spelunky are both coming to Switch. Um, Spelunky is originally an Xbox uh, arcade right game. Um, that, uh, you know, just a, a, uh, digital release, um, that is a sort of, um, roguelike, uh, platforming, puzzly kind of experience. Um, always looked, uh, pretty cool, but is just, you know, outside of the, um, sort of gaming ecosystems that I've been able to play in. Uh, yeah. So are you interested in this one? No, I, I am not really, but I was... Not that this information was like out of my grasp beforehand, but I just never sought it out. Like I had heard of Spelunky, I knew people were excited about Spelunky too, but I didn't know anything about the games. And so when it was included in the Indie World Showcase, it was a little bit of like, oh, that's what those games are. 
because I had heard so much about them. Again, could have right. YouTubed it or Googled it at any time, um, but never did. This is coming out in summer 2021 on Switch, which uh, uh, I guess I was surprised at how far out some of this stuff is. Yeah. But, um, I, but it just reminded me that there were uh, a lot of games from the last Indie World showcase, like uh, Bear and Breakfast, that still haven't released yet. So um, I, it does make sense that these, some of these would be further out. Yeah, well, and I've got a little list here of games, uh, of indie games that were uh, announced in previous Indie World showcases um, as either, you know, without a date or uh, coming sometime in 2020 that we that are still MIA, um, and we'll go over all of those at the end. Uh, Baron Breakfast, I believe uh, we had, if not a date, at least like a, a specific window of 2021 sometime. Um, I like that Baron Breakfast is going to be our, <laughs> our, our sort of a touchdown point for that. Um, and both, uh, both Spelunky and Spelunky 2 have uh, multiplayer um, for Spelunky 1. It's just local multiplayer. And for Spelunky 2, uh, as both local and online. Up next was Fisty Fluffs, which is an uh, action brawler between cats that comes out in early 21, 2021, um, coming first to Switch. This is what set off like the cat puns that kind of made threaded its way through the entire presentation. Um, I thought, like, I like the art style of this. I think it's a fun idea. Um, I wish that they had, uh, commented on the physics or, like, they explained the physics of the it. The physics look crazy, right? all the cats look like their back legs had been broken, and they were just mm-hmm. kind of, like, dragging them around, but nobody commented on it. And so I, I assumed it kind of looks like, like, the Octodad physics totally, a little bit. yes. Where it, was, where it, it seems totally purposeful, but nobody said anything. So clearly yeah. it doesn't seem like that's like a selling point. It just seems like an art choice. I don't know. That really stuck out to me. Yeah, it does. It, it seemed very much like Octodad or like Speech Simulator, um, where like you're using really uh, like, you know, kind of fiddly controls to like control each individual limb of the cat, um, which seems like it would be absolute chaos if you've got like four players all controlling <laughs> cats battling well, in like that- the living room. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know if that's actually how it plays, but it's just how it looked. And so the fact that, like, they didn't comment on it makes me think that maybe that's not the case. It's just, like, a choice in the presentation. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like we didn't get too much information, really, about this game. It was really just, like, what do the cats do when the humans aren't around? They fight. And some of the weapons are normal household objects. Coming to first to Switch early 2021. Yeah, that's true. Because in some of, like, the gameplay... Like, uh, it wasn't, we saw them, like, all the cats, like, knocking stuff over in the house and, like, dollar signs were adding up. So it, it does seem like there's a lot more to it than mm-hmm. just, like, the short glimpse we got here. Uh, then next up was Very, Very Valet, uh, which they described as a, a, a party game for up to four players. Um, and it's, like, a, a car parking your valet. You work as a valet. Um, and to me, this read as, like, you know, because everyone liked Overcooked. Here's overcooked, but your parking cars, um, you know, very much like uh, moving out is uh, overcooked, but your uh, a moving company or like how stretchers is uh, overcooked, but your uh, EMT paramedics. Yeah. Um, so this looks like that, um, except I don't know. I feel like all those other games have a certain amount of like charm or identity to them. And this one felt kind of like, you know, generic indie game look to me. 
Oh, that's that's uh, I I thought this one looked like a lot of fun. No, like, uh, yeah, like this is one I would I would be interested in like checking out. I would love if it had like a demo or something. I agree that it is very kind of like again the physics on this seem like purposefully crazy. Yeah, like, the cars are flying all over the place. It makes it very chaotic. But that seems like fun to me. Like I can imagine a scenario where you're playing this with four other people and unlike overcooked or something where you have to be very deliberate um this seems like a lot of it is not maybe not out of your control but like the physics are part of what makes it crazy yeah it i mean this is interesting this is one where i wish they would have uh, specified or like got into it a little bit deeper just to be like these are co-op experiences or mm-hmm. like or these are competitive experiences because like you know that's so in, like for most of the the other games that I described, they're all co op, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it wasn't clear to me whether you're working together to park cars. Maybe not. Maybe you're trying to um, park more cars than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. But this uh, yeah. this is one that I thought looked kind of fun. Uh, and it comes out early 2021, and it again is a timed exclusive on Switch. Um, just as as I'm saying, timed exclusive on Switch here, and coming first to Switch for Fisty Fluffs. I would say that the uh, the language on how they're talking about whether these games are coming to Switch first, uh, in, inconsistent. But I think <laughs> for the most part, um, if these games didn't already appear on something, um, they are now coming first to to Switch for a a limited time. Yeah, it seems like a lot of them are, or they're like console exclusive to Switch for a limited time. You have to yeah. like really parse it where it's like, okay, Fisty Fluffs is coming first to Switch, which means it must not have had like a PC release. Very, very valet is like timed exclusive on Switch. So I guess it's coming to Switch. Yeah, like what's the difference? Yeah, it, it, un, un, it is unclear. Up next is a game uh, from a development company in Peru called Tunche. It has like hand-drawn art um, set in a, I would say, well, very clearly like stylized fantasy version of the Amazon rainforest. Kind mm-hmm. of looks like a brawler, maybe with like some light RPG, RPG elements. There's uh, five heroes with different abilities, including the hat kid from A Hat in Time is a playable character. It includes local co-op. Another one coming in early 2021 um, in March. And this is another first on Switch. Uh, yeah, the uh, this the art style for this looked really cool. Um, the uh, the rainforest looks uh, like awesome, and it's kind of cool to just have a specific um, like cultural bent to this. Like one of the same things that uh, attracted me about Raji um, from the previous Indie World showcase. Uh, that it's just nice to have something that doesn't look like everything else. Um, didn't uh, really pan out for me for for Raji, but uh, like I don't know, th- this looks neat and a, a co op brawler is sort of my style too um i don't know this one looks good to me yeah and this one you know when you were saying previously that like you were curious how they choose which games to highlight um not that i think this one does didn't deserve to be highlighted but it was more like yeah what is the process for them like choosing which developers and like which projects they are going to spotlight in uh these sorts of um and these sorts of things because like there's one later that like i like the game looks not at all interesting to me but that was the one they chose to highlight and i'm just super curious how like those calls get made yeah well and i'd also be interested to this is we're sidetracking here uh tremendously but that's fine um i like i wonder how much like 
money Nintendo is putting behind these oh interesting um, productions and studios. Um, because like you know right now they're like what we know of what's coming from Nintendo in the future is super slim. Like we don't know, we don't have like a bunch of Nintendo games coming down the pipe. Like the next thing we know about is a a Wii U port, right? So. Um, you know, I, I think I think it behooves them to get games uh, on Switch first, but also to sort of, uh, you know, bolster their ability to make those games in the first place. Uh, and Nintendo's yeah. got the money, so right. And and when you think about like the, I mean, I don't know how much indie the, these like having these indie titles first on Switch like really drive Switch sales. Like I have no idea, but you would have to imagine that like the cost in doing so right we're probably talking like tens of thousands of dollars instead of yeah. trying to like get an exclusive like monster Hunter rise or something like that yeah well and i, I mean I, I think it's less about like an individual game driving sales and more just like here's a comprehensive place to play a bunch of cool indie games for sure yeah yeah um but i mean like i i, I would think that having uh hades on switch is a, a pretty big driver um right now not necessarily to sell consoles but just to, like get people back in that ecosystem and playing yeah. the switches again um like i i think that that is it that was a big get for them and who knows which one of these is going to be you know their next big get um wh- how do you feel about the hat and time kid uh the, the hat kid uh joining these like every everyone else looks very much at home in the rainforest um and then there's the hat kid uh it seems like a weird inclusion <laughs> it does seem like a weird inclusion it's uh but I do like seeing presumably indie developers just like yeah. like helping each other out cuz how else would you know because it is such a like specific I- inclusion into this game yes. to be like and then the hat kid from a hat in time uh and then next we saw a trailer for Cyber Shadow um this is the game that is being published by Yacht Club the uh Shovel Knight developer um and it is being developed by Mechanical Head Studios um, and it looks a lot like the Messenger, the um, 2D like uh, pixel art um, ninja game from a couple of years ago that uh, I really liked. Um, but I would say that it this has got a, a lot more of like a, a technological and like urban bent to it. Um, so you're seeing a lot of like robot ninjas and like robot dogs and like I don't know the the backgrounds look a little bit more like Axiom Vergey or like yeah. R type. You know, have have more of that. Um, like Akira sort of energy to it, um, but in like a, a classic eight bit fashion. This game looked uh, looked cool when uh, we first just saw like a title screen for it, um, which feels like it was at least a year ago. Um, but now we've got uh, a release date for it. It's coming out in January, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. I look, Yacht Club has earned um, you know whatever uh, from me. I I will be there for anything that they publish or develop. Um, so I'll, I'll pick this one up right away. No, no question. Right. Cause Yacht Club is of course the developers and publishers of, uh, Shovel Knight and all of the Shovel Knight games. In fact, uh, with Cyber Shadow on Switch exclusively, if you have any of the Shovel Knight amiibo, there's a little bit of added functionality in Cyber Shadow. I, I think this game looks really cool. The music was awesome. Um, and it's nice to get a release date for it. I do every time I see it, it does make me think of the messenger. But I think you're right that like the messenger, at least to my knowledge, like um, it was very like okay, this is the eight bit part and this is the sixteen bit part, yeah. and like we're gonna try to stay true to that aesthetic. 
Cyber Shadow definitely has that like retro style to it, but it doesn't feel beholden to like the technology of like an 8-bit, 16 or 32-bit system. It's just kind of like using that that look as a and uh but painting with a broad brush. Yeah. And it I mean it it, it seems it seems like a really you know neat game. They talked about uh you know permanent upgrades that give you, you know, uh, abilities that you carry with you uh throughout like, you know, f- further into the game. There was some platforming in there that looked a lot like um, Specter Knight from the Shovel Knight games, where like you attack to d- you jump and then like attack to dash forward and like stringing those together, um, so you can uh, navigate some some pretty tricky areas. Um, seems exactly like my jam, so I'm 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 very excited for this one. Next up was Calico, which is a cat cafe sim, uh, which is an appealing idea if nothing else. This was one of the titles that was released. Uh, on the same day as the Indie World Showcase, so is available now and was available on Tuesday. Yeah, th- this was this was one where I was like, huh, I wonder why, I wonder why this is being <laughs> featured here. Like, I found this thing like aesthetically to be like, I don't know, it it looked like sloppy or gross or old or I don't know. I I didn't like the way it looked. I like the idea of running a cat cafe, um, but like I don't know, no- nothing about what they showed um uh, makes it an appealing game to me. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I I agree. I agree. And you and I are all about dumb cute games, right? It's what it's like what I thrive on. <laughs> I I played 200 hours of Animal Crossing this year. <laughs> um next up was Alba a wildlife adventure, um which takes place in quote a visually stunning Mediterranean paradise unquote. Um heal sick animals and save the island. Um, this one looks cute. Uh, it's not totally clear to me what, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay is. You're definitely, like, wandering around in a, uh, cartoony environment in, like, a 3D, almost, like, Mario 64-ish perspective. Um, uh, but, like, probably not combat, uh, maybe just more, like, kind of fetch questy or, like, resource management. Um, but it looks cute. You're a kid saving animals and saving the environment. Uh, what, I, that sounds great. Yeah, and it's from the developers of Monument Valley, which was like is a huge um, game. I feel like it exploded on mobile and is available on other platforms. Do you know anything uh, about Monument Valley? Because that's a name that I've heard uh, thrown around a bunch. I, th- I th- no, I don't. Not really. I think it's a puzzle game, but mm-hmm. I've never played it myself. Or it has at least like the uh, gameplay is puzzle focused. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's that'll be the case here, or at least like but I do- exploration for sure. Yeah, I do think it looks really cute. Um, one of the things that uh, I w- like Alba, and then some of the other games that are brought up, it just kind of like hit home to me, like how advanced like indie games have become. Yeah, there we you still have a lot of um, uh, like two D pixel art games, and which I feel like is kind of like the foundation of indie games. And but to see like how broad. Like now, like an indie game could mean anything, and like you know, all different art styles rendered in really high fidelity. Um, it's it's kind of cool, and this is one where I was really struck by like how cool, how nice the world looks. Like it feels like a place you want to just exist and hang out in. And that comes out spring twenty twenty one. The next was Gnosia. I think is I actually watched the showcase or like this part a couple of times to try to remember how you're supposed to pronounce it. I think it's Gnosia, um, but it's a procedurally generated sci-fi, like, visual novel, um, murder mystery type thing. Basically, it's very, it's, uh, 
you're like on a ship and um a spaceship you're trying to figure you're on a spaceship right. yeah and you're trying to figure out like who is human who is gnosia and they said that each round takes about 5 to 15 minutes to play and like the every time it's pretty it's like a different combination they say that it's really unlikely that you'll have like the same outcome and apparently this looked really interesting to me i like the visual style mm -hmm. i like the idea of the gameplay i like that like 5 to 15 minute like short little thing um and apparently the more you play like you know the more you find out about like uh gnosia the more you find out about like why the time loops are happening um apparently this was a game that like came out on the psp after sony had like a few right after sony had announced that like the psp was an end of lifing this game came out huh. but it reviewed really well in japan kind of got like a cult following and I think this is the first time that it's available outside of Japan. It comes out in early 2021. Um, I think it's definitely something I'm going to pick up. Yeah, it seems cool. I, I, you know, obviously have been singing Hades praises for a while, but I like, I really like the uh, concept of a game that sort of justifies its multiple loops through like the same um, experience. Um, and if this is, you know, like a time loop situation or I don't know, whatever it is, um, it, it's a cool idea to explore. Um, especially around something that is procedurally generated to have like a more um, meaningful uh, skeleton uh, seem, seems really cool. Next up is Happy Game, which uh, is, I don't really know where to begin with this one. It looks like I, <laughs> I had a book of um, Tim Burton poetry uh, a, a while back that had like illustrations that he, he did. Um, and this game looks like that, uh, where it's like, you can tell he's trying to be cute, but I can't stop from being too dark. Um, so that's what this game is. It is a, uh, cute and terrifying puzzle game. Uh, the developer described it as a psychedelic horror game with music from the band DVA. Um, comes out spring 2021. This is the one where like, yeah, like I don't. Uh, I personally, this is not to my taste at all, so I don't understand like why this one was uh, showcased. Yeah, of all games in the universe, on my rewatch of the showcase in preparation for this episode, I just skipped this part. It's like I didn't find this game Too like scary interesting Mark. or yeah, it kind of. It was just like no, this is gross. Don't need it in my life. It's the same thing that uh, I feel whenever um, Little Nightmares Two comes up. I'm like, nope, mm -hmm. not for Patrick. I don't need it. <laughs> Next was Super Meat Boy Forever, which feels like a game we heard about uh, forever ago. Very good. Finally has a release Mark, date. Mark, you've redeemed out yourself from that earlier comment. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, coming out on December 23rd, so really soon. It offers thousands of uh, Meat Boy levels. Uh, this is, uh, I've never played the original Meat Boy, but I watched Patrick play some of it. It looks punishing. But if that's your thing, it looks super fun. So, yeah, I, I played a little bit of Super Meat Boy Forever at some gaming convention at some point. in the Obviously not in the last nine months, but sometime in the last like two, two years. Um, and, uh, you know, it is a, um, a, a two button game, right, where uh, Meat Boy is always running. Um, and the, the two uh, actions that you can perform are punch and jump. And the punch like makes you slide a little bit. And the jump makes you jump. Um, and so everything is just based around uh, the timing and positioning and avoiding obstacles using just those two moves. 
So uh, it is not an endless runner, though it has a little bit of it, of that in its DNA. Um, everything is you know meticulously designed. Um, so it is a runner for a very long time, but all, all of the challenges are specific and not just you know like random or procedural. Um, I'm very excited for this. So it's like yeah, it's like Super Mario Run. It's kind of like Super Mario Run, except he's so much faster. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Super Mario Run didn't really have it had fail states, um, but like you know, it, it wanted to put you back in that bubble and like get you trying um, to just like continue your way through the level or collect coins. You know, was a little bit more the the speed of that. Um, if uh, I, I don't remember, but I assume that it was uh, like the original uh, Super Meat Boy, where when you die, you respawn immediately from like the the beginning of the level, um, like immediately, immediately. Like you're still seeing the splatter from your first character dying, and the second one is running already. Um, so I, I assume that that'll continue over here, uh, and you'll just have to learn these kind of bite-sized levels and have a ton of fun doing it. Uh, am I, I'm next. Uh, the next, <laughs> next game up was, uh, Grindstone, um, which is a sort of puzzly game. I'm not, uh, super familiar with, uh, Grindstone. I know it was big on Apple Arcade, um, last year. Um, is this, is this one that you, uh, know at all, Mark? No, it's not. I with a lot of these games and like Grindstone is one of them. It feels like I can't tell if they want you to like see the tiny bit taste that they're giving you in these showcases and then go like do your own discovery on it or if they or if like yeah, like this game was already well known to most people who aren't me and are more tapped in to like gaming on other platforms and so they are like ah grindstone i like immediately know what that is yeah i feel like that was definitely the case with this one because uh the little bit of gameplay that they show from it does not make it clear how you play the game um there's some sort of puzzle board and like a a path through it and you do something and uh, a little dude on the screen starts swinging a sword around it's it's not clear evidently the game is good uh it, it also came out on the same day as the presentation so that is uh that's that and then sizzle reel time sizzle reel you want to start out yeah we'll go go back and forth (laughs) okay great so they start out with a game called when the past was around which is a an an adventure game with like a hand-drawn art style that was available at the time of the showcase and then next up was cosmocrats um which is a a puzzle game about like rearranging things in space um that's coming out in march 2021 next was hoa oa i'm not really sure how you're supposed to pronounce it but it's a really like painterly um platformer that looks very much like a studio ghibli film um yeah. definitely like cribbing that style coming out on a- in april of 2021 yeah and there was definitely like a, a little character swinging from a vine and like looking cute so like i don't know i'll be paying attention to this one um the next was a uh, hazel sky um, which looked like a third-person adventure, exploration, maybe some action. I just couldn't get past the fact that the main character looked like Conan O'Brien. Outrageous, um, but you're right. <laughs> and it has a very... This is another one where I was like, ooh, like indie games can be anything now because it had like a very kind of like claymation, little Gumby-ish um, art style to it. Yeah, indie games can be anything, but in the very first scene that they showed for Hazel Sky... Um, it's the character like picking up a key and like turning it over in their hand. Um, and the little bit they showed of it was really framey. Like 
<laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was. It did not look like it was performing well. Um, uh, it's coming out in March 2021, so either I hope they get that ironed out or it's like a weird isolated case. And Nintendo was like, I don't know, just use it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was weird to show the game not performing super well. Up next was Trash Sailors, which, uh, again, just a real brief glimpse, but what we looked at seems like it's a multiplayer, possibly, probably, like resource management, base management game on a raft that's made of garbage. Uh, in that tiny bit we saw, it looked kind of appealing, comes out in spring 2021. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, like, aesthetically, I think is a fun idea that you're on, like, a, a garbage island defending it from monsters that eat garbage i don't know that sounds fun uh, and then the last one was a game called finding paradise which like looks aesthetically identical to stardew valley totally um, yeah which i think is just sort of like the default because it also like feels like the escapists and a lot of these games where like that must just be a like developer's tool set um to like make games in that like 16-bit style yeah i wonder because this to me looked a lot like stardew valley the character designs anyways yeah um but there's not actually farming it seemed like there was some weird stuff happening uh maybe like a a, a laboratory and at some point two of the characters are like stepping out of a portal on top of some clouds um so like there's got to be some uh fantasy or sci-fi element to it um but again uh did not really spend a, a lot of time explaining what this game was it comes out spring 2021 and that's the end of the scissor reel and close to the end of the presentation but there was one last thing and that was that the hit like mobile game among us was releasing on switch on the same day as the presentation so that game is now available making and it has cross play with uh, the pc version the mobile version and now the switch version uh so mark you were telling me a little bit about among us uh yesterday because i this is a game that i've not ever played uh that i don't really know much about other than uh you know aoc playing it and uh like breaking twitch records um yeah yeah, yeah. i um i played it a little bit on my ipad so basically it's kind of like a uh like multiplayer fun party game version of uh gnosis because you are like up to 10 people on a like space station or on a, Always like, a space station a, yeah a, a planet in outer space and um one of you is working against the crew like basically you're like um uh the the imposter yeah and you your job is to like uh kill other the rest of the crew and not get caught everybody else you have like tasks you have to do on the space station so you're running around doing those tasks and the the imposter is like uh, they can slip through vents that nobody else can, and then w when somebody stumbles across a dead body, or in some of uh, depending on the settings, you can like just call an emergency meeting because you want to. But then everybody like it turns into a chat where pe where you're like talking to each other, and somebody's like, "Where did you find the body? Like, where was everybody else?" And then. It kind of becomes like playing like mafia where people are accusing each other and then everybody has to vote. You put that person who loses in the airlock and the game tells you like, were they imposter? Were they not? If they weren't, if you got it wrong, then like um, the game keeps going as everybody is it like whittles down yeah. the members of the crew. Um, so it sounds uh, like it's got, like you say, like mafia or like uh, werewolf or um, secret Hitler. Um, any of those games where you have to lie to your friends. Um, they always stress me out. Those games stress me out so much. <laughs> I think they're super fun. 
This one, I am a little bit interested to see how it works on Switch, but not interested enough to pay the $5 to find out because, you know, if you're playing, it doesn't have any voice chat. So if you're playing with friends, you could call them or do it on Discord or something like that. Um, but the way it works, uh, if you're just playing online with strangers, is all the discussion happens through chat. And so I guess you could play in handheld mode and maybe you'd be able to just use the touch screen. That's but if you're playing, though. if it's available in TV mode, I actually haven't checked to see like, that seems like it would be challenging. The other thing that seems like it would be challenging is all the mini games when you're doing the tasks, they require a lot of like, um, uh, kind of like, you know, you're drawing a line to connect mm. two things and that kind of stuff. And so it's another thing where you could do it with uh, the joysticks, but it just seems like it's a lot more cumbersome than either doing it with a touchscreen or doing it with a mouse uh, on your PC. So I'm curious to see how it holds up. But if everybody is using, you know, a Switch, then and you're doing it in a handheld mode, right, I you're think it would be totally page, fine. Yeah. Um, so and that uh, I think we said is available right now uh, is one of the games that was released. Uh, same day. So that th- that was our 17 minutes and 14 seconds. Um, Mark, you want to go over the, the the couple games, the couple indie games that are either have no date that were previously announced or that were announced for 2020 uh, that are not in this presentation and have not yet come out. Yeah, I'd I'd be curious to know which ones. Um, so there is Baldo the Guardian Owls which I don't truly remember what that is. I think it was like a, <laughs> I don't, like a Zelda that sounds sort of fake. adventure. <laughs> no, it's real. I know, but it sounds like it's like Baldo. Or I guess I guess I'm thinking of Balto, the um uh the like hero dog or whatever. Mm, yes, sure, sure. And, and isn't it also a dog food as well? Is it? It might be named <laughs> might be, after yeah. the hero dog. And then the Guardian Owls is like uh it seems like that like animated movie yes exactly it sounds yeah. like a mashed up fake movie um it's a it's a Zack snyder movie um uh hollow knight silk song still mia we saw this thing at um e3 last year right uh in in nintendo's booth uh being shown off alongside like uh the wolfenstein um like uh add-on thing whatever it was yeah, th- this is a big one that I know when the Indie World Showcase was announced that a lot of people were anticipating we'd hear something about. Um, but uh, no, that, uh, nothing so far. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, for, for all of these, um, you know, at any point uh, we could get a new uh, Indie World Showcase and it'll be like, it's out next week, just like we're seeing with Super Meat Boy forever. Um, skatebird, man, skatebird. Oh, I want to skateboard as a little bird. This was really funny where they're all writing tech decks. Yeah. This is great because I totally forgot about some of these games. But that's right. I, uh, Skatebird was a thing. Um, Axiom Verge 2, which I don't think anyone expected to come out this year. But, uh, you know, what wasn't dated. So I, I thought of including it here. Yeah, I actually think we got an update from the developer uh, a few weeks or months ago. Basically saying that, yeah, like uh, it's taking a little more time and hopefully next year. Um, and then the last one I have on this list is Boyfriend Dungeon, um, which, you know, the where your boys become weapons or the weapons become boys and then you can date them. I mean, it's a great premise. Take your time, right? Genius takes time. <laughs> Genius does, in fact, take time. Mark, what was your favorite announcement from uh, that, that was actually in the uh, showcase? I think I'm most excited about uh, Gnosia. But I know that you weren't as high on it as me, but I think Very, Very Valet looks fun as well. 
that's I mean, look, if you get very, very valet and you want to play it together and we can, uh, you know, re- remotely, like I, I, I would happily do that. Um, uh, for, for me, it's it's Super Meat Boy Forever like that. That feels like a, a oh, no. And Cyber Shadow. There were two in here that I'm that are like definites for me. Um, and Cyber Shadow may be even a like, even though the other one is Super Meat Boy, maybe a meatier experience that I'm excited to to dig into. So all all in all, like you know, it's it's great to have anything in an indie world showcase that you can really latch onto, let alone um, a couple. So um, not a bad one. Uh, all right, Mark, let's close out our discussion. And if you would like to, uh, you know, if you had thoughts about this Indie World Showcase, although it doesn't make sense for me to solicit other people's opinions because we're not uh, going to record a new episode. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Never mind. Uh, I'm interested in how everyone feels about this Indie World Showcase, but we're not really going to be able to address them in a timely manner. So don't you dare email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Uh, unless you want to give us your predictions for what Nintendo is going to do in 2021. Um, all right. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers admitting that I'm the imposter. And thanks for listening. is Will Himes, and I am a ghost writer, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.